you like to binge watch TV, did you know you could binge listen to podcasts? Head over to electronicmediacollective.com where they have podcasts for days. You like podcasts about wrestling? They have that. Do you like podcasts about TV and film? They have that. Do you like podcasts about horror? EMC has that too. Do you like comedy? Do you like books? Guess what? They've got you covered. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com. Pick your favorite podcast today. Hi there. This is Shannon Farnan, the voice of Wonder Woman on Super Friends and Challenge of the Super Friends. And I am here to bull spit with moose. All right, super friends, get ready. I'll have the transparent plane all set to go, and we'll go talk to moose. Hey, Paul, look over there at the size of that moose. Son, that's no moose. That there is a pile of bull spit. Hello, Moose Pack. Welcome to an all-new episode of Bullspit with Moose. I'm your host, Moose, and I have a wonderful episode planned for you today. So please help me welcome to the show my new super friend, Miss Shannon Farnon. Hello, Moose. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, what are you doing right now to keep sane and all the uh, lockdown stuff? Well, in the interest of honesty, which I tend to lean toward, um, I've been very busy. First of all, you could now eat off my insides of all the cabinets in my home. And then I really have not isolated myself. Um, I go out every day, do a couple mile hard walk with my dog. And no, I don't wear a mask. I don't wear gloves. And I'm also not visiting with any people out there. So I think I'm doing sane, responsible living. But if I have to go to the market, I, I will put on the mask and the gloves. We'll call it maybe our future outfit. And um, in the interest of other people's comfort zone. So I really work on other people's comfort zone. But I am a, a proponent, we'll say, of what's been happening through all millennia, and that is herd immunity. So the best case scenario, the way I look at things, is to get bit a little bit by the bug, get better, and now you have an immune system built back up. But, you know, there will always be people with a very weak immune system. And, again, this I don't want it to sound callous. It's not meant that way at all. But survival of the fittest is actually how we got to live longer, be healthier, sometimes bigger than the population was before. Um, we've, we're getting smarter in some cases about food we eat, although when the farms were clean and unfettered and pesticides weren't used at all, the food was pretty damn good. But there's a, there's a huge subject, and I maybe gave you a capsule full of my thoughts on it. It's awesome. Because they're, they're not too far from mine, actually. Well, you know, if people really think about it, Paul, we have no escape from viruses. No, they're going to keep coming. And that's just the way it is. And in some ways, is that not kind of an automatic population leveler? Again, this, this could sound like, oh, let them die. 
not meant that way at all. But we all will die. It's just a matter of when and how. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like it's bigger than us. And as much as we would love to sit around thinking, oh, all this isolating is actually going to help find a cure, it's not. The interesting thing is the, the one positive thing that's come out of it is how much pollution has come down in like yes. two months. Yeah. And the population of animals coming back to their original habitats. Yeah, so it's like, well, maybe if we isolate more, <laughs> actually, you know, the, the maybe, planet rebounds. <laughs> maybe if we can get rid of us, the planet will be healthy. Yeah, we seem to we have seemed to have really messed it up so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can see the Himalayas. You can see yeah. there's so many things you can see without that haze of smog yeah. and everything. It's just like, wow, that yeah, in the interest so of- beautiful. In the interest, in the interest of greed and a lot of other emotions, we have really managed to do a lot of wrong things as a humanity. We have, and I don't see. I don't want us to go back to normal when this is done. Yeah, because normal's normal. not working too well for us, is it? No, we need a new normal. Yep, we do. And if it can be a modified version of what's going on right now, great. Of course. Uh, I mean, we would not be the only country in the world that decides to wear face masks, although the countries that do wear them have usually done so because of climate problems, which is, frankly, a very sad state of affairs, but very true. Uh, maybe we can make a change in that. Maybe as a human world, as opposed to my country against your country, we can actually make a change that will matter to the future of humanity. We had snow here last night. I'm in Nebraska. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> and it was 70 degrees the day before. <laughs> Whoa, that's a little scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like, huh, alrighty. <laughs> okay. That makes, for, that, that, that makes for a fun, you can't plan on what to wear kind of week. Yeah, it also might say a lot about the actual climate change happening. Oh, yeah. So then what was the uh, catalyst for you wanting to become an actress? I grew up in a family of entertainers, and it was sort of, I mean, <laughs> it was the path on so the road that I... Blood? Yeah, it was there. Uh, it was like that was the most normal thing in the world that my dad, my dad was an orchestra leader, never without a job. And it was normal at the age of two and three and four to be taken down to the Chez Paris in Chicago and, and dance with Sammy Davis Jr. or Frank Sinatra. Oh. You know, oh. all those entertainers love to dance around a little child when they can. <laughs> you know, this so, is now the second interview I've done where I, I really decided I'm living, I'm living in the wrong generation. <laughs> That was a pretty good generation. You know, when there were so many clubs, oh my, out here in California was no exception, but I grew up in Chicago. So clubs, nightclubs, oh God, places to go listen to music, they were everywhere. Well, I just interviewed William Daniels not that long ago. Oh my God, I played his wife on a, uh, oh, it'll come to me, Klugman. What did Klugman do? And, Jack, uh, Jack Klugman, you know, the series. Yeah. Um, we, anyway, oh. I played Bill's wife. He lives around the corner. And we we were talking about when he was a kid, he was a fan of uh, Mr. Bojangles. Oh, sure. Because, you know, Bill was a dancer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Bill was a dancer. Uh, so Mr. Bojangles uh, invited him and his mom down to the, cl uh, the Cotton Club in uh, New York. Wow. And opening for Mr. Bojangles was Cab Calloway. Wow who is one of my musical icons. 
like I said, Cab Calloway is one of my musical icons. I have as many vinyls of his as I possibly can. You still have vinyls? I do. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the rare breed. Like I said, I'm in the wrong uh, era. <laughs> you know, then hear you talking about Sammy Davis Jr. and, <laughs> yeah. you know, the chairman of the board. It's right. like, oh, my. Yeah. Well, my. God, my what the, I my, wouldn't give to be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was normal. That was all normal. Now, it, what? what? What do you mean, clubs? <laughs> Dinner clubs. What does that mean? What kind of club? <laughs> yeah, what kind of club? <laughs> The good kind. Shut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my parents gave me all the lessons that I wanted, no matter what it was. If I wanted to learn to to use the baton, I got those lessons. Uh, started out very young, uh, taking piano lessons for many, many years, well into high school. I thought that was the direction I wanted to go, you know, just really be a great concert pianist. Well, I gave that up when I took my first theater arts class, so... <laughs> <laughs> Easy come, easy go. <laughs> Always wanted to be a trumpet player, and then I I played the trumpet for two weeks and found out two my mouth weeks. was too big. <laughs> you don't have a lot of stick to it of this, do you, Paul? <laughs> well, I, I still stayed with an instrument. I just oh. the, the trumpet didn't work. It was uh, my mouth was too big. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I needed a bigger uh, mouthpiece, so I ended up playing the uh, baritone. Okay. <laughs> Well, my uncle, who is uh, known in his 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 own right, Dennis Farnan, was a trumpet player. You know, I grew up listening to jazz and stuff like that, so trumpet was the the way I wanted to go. Cool instrument, very cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking through your credits, and long before you got to the one that we'll talk to here in a little bit, you guest spotted on a lot of the popular. I did <laughs> TV shows. I mean, there's. Yep. I did. There's I Dream a Genie, Bonanza. Yeah, I was the first Dragnet, woman, mean, first woman to be killed on Bonanza. So you just have like a bunch of firsts in your career. Yeah, I come to think of it, I never looked at it that way, but I guess I do. At least a few, right? And then you were on I Dream a Genie and Dallas. In either of those, did you actually did you have much interaction with uh, the late Larry Hagman? Well, it was all interaction with with Larry. I didn't really have interaction with Barbara. That just was the way the script went. Uh, I spent, well, I did a couple of those shows. So I spent one full day in a boat with him. And it was a breakaway boat where we could have a gag thing. But we really got to know each other to the point where I, my husband and I wound up buying Larry and my, that was his wife, buying their station wagon and their tent trailer so yeah it was he was quite a he was a very funny guy um and very uh what's the word oh how do you say this nicely <laughs> um hmm. i know i'll think of it eventually he he was had colorful language <laughs> i could see that yeah he he really did and he was a he was kind of a hippie in a way in his home life. He and his wife wore half dance. They had this home by the beach, by the water, and I guess it was Malibu. I don't really remember. And uh, I know it was by the beach. I was very impressed. And they both wore caftans, like in the east, uh, the far east or something. I don't know. Well, talk about uh, polar opposites of what you play on TV. Yeah. He was a nice guy, though. You, you go from big, sturdy military man and, and dream a genie and 
Mm-hmm. Pot smoking uh, caftan wear in real life. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. then, you know, takes a really hard turn to oil tycoon in Dallas. Yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he had fun with his roles. He really did. And that's, of course, you know, his mom was Mary Martin. Yeah. See, I musical. loved Larry Hagman. He was, anytime he was on screen, it was going to be a golden moment. Yeah, yeah, he was riveting. When they brought the uh, reboot of Dallas back shortly before he uh, passed, seeing him uh, basically go out as Jr. is probably one of the best ways he could have gone. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I did, uh, well, it was a two-part episode of Dallas, and, and we didn't work together. But, uh, yeah, he was he was a fun guy to, to have known. Uh, let's see, you were in uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. and My Favorite Martian. Yeah, you yeah. were in, like, all of my favorite shows growing up. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I like that. I'm, and they were often my favorite shows. <laughs> I was hoping to do uh, a series along the way as a regular, and I, I did wound up doing about four different pilots for them, but none of them ever took off. So, so much for that. Dragnet, that's what it was. You oh, yes. Dragnet. Yes. I, I, I think I did four of those. I have to look this stuff up. <laughs> oh. Did you get a chance, as many episodes as that show did, what was it like on set with uh, Harry Morgan? He was, I didn't get to know him very well. You know, you're in and out so fast. You're yeah. there a day, you're there two days. Actually, I didn't get to know either one of them very well. They would do their parts. And, you know, everything was shot differently than most series. I guess a lot of people aren't aware of that, but half the time you're looking at, at a cue card at the camera if you want your lines. You're, huh. they, you, they didn't do interplay a lot unless you were both seen together at the same time. Although I will say one of the shows I, I did for them, there was a, a tender particular point and I asked Jack if he would mind standing off a screen so that I could actually play to him and he was very accommodating. But generally speaking, you were kind of Hung out there to dry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to read this cold, and you have to just, uh, you know. Wing it. Oh, no. Uh-uh. That's not what? for me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you can do it. Wing it. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they were, everybody was lovely, but they really knocked those shows out fast. And they knew how to do it. I mean, he, Jack, was the originator of that technique. And it looked like it was, you know, very, just the facts, ma'am, but they were really cutting. <laughs> they were really cutting back and forth very quickly because they didn't photograph a lot of people together unless they needed to. That is definitely, I, I never knew that's how they did that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. It was another interesting experience that you go through as an actor. You, you just <laughs> breathe deeply and plunge forward. And then what ended up making you iconic and legendary in at least the you know world of the nerds. <laughs> To which I subscribe and live. Good. So I'm, I'm allowed to say it is you are the first voice of Wonder Woman. Yes, I originated the voice of Wonder Woman. Very proudly so. At the time, it was quite a uh, what? You know, I, I had never done animated voices. Uh, and in the world of animation, you don't just do one voice. You have to be capable of doing two other incidentals in every show. They pay you one check for a major role and your minors. And they, they you don't know what they're going to be until every each day of the recording. But oh, it looked uh, like you were in good hands because... Oh, yeah. Wally. You, you oh. Had- uh, Wally, didn't you? I certainly did. He, Wally was who called me in to audition because I had worked with him on an on an on camera commercial, 
And we got to know each other a little bit during the working day. And the next thing I knew, my agent was calling me. I don't know how much later this was, but they called and said they'd like to audition you for the role of Wonder Woman at Hanna-Barbera. And I thought, really? Oh, come on. But pulling my leg. Yeah, oh, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Uh, I did voiceover work. There's no question that I wanted to be in that field. But it never occurred to me to go into the voice world of animation. It's a different world. Uh, however, being a born ham and being willing to take a chance on anything and never being afraid to make a fool of myself, I went and we played with what he wanted to hear from this superhero and what I thought, what I could offer as a superhero. And what guided us really in the direction we wound up going was when he said, okay, now take off the shirtwaist dress and put on your boots. And that led to basically the first female strong superhero. Don't be the damsel, be... Right. Get out there and be the Amazon hero. Go kick some ass. Right. But don't kill anybody. That would be unkind. Well, and, you know, I was doing some research because I was going to ask if you were a fan of Wonder Woman growing up. She was born into this world the same year I was. Yeah. It's like you were born, you know, (laughs) you were born to play this role. Isn't that a kick? You guys are a month apart. Isn't that a kick? I mean, really, (laughs) that was something I was certainly not aware of when I was doing the role. But of course, as time goes on and it became such a huge thing, a fan favorite, I've learned more about this whole thing. And I, I'm now a friend of the granddaughter of the writer, William Moulton Marston. Okay, I was digging into it because I wanted to make sure I got the Wonder Woman dates right. And I'm like, Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Woman debuted in uh, All-Star Comics number eight in October 1941. I'm like, that yep. date looks familiar. Why does that date look familiar? <laughs> One month ahead of my birthday. I just saw that date. Why does it look familiar? Because <laughs> I had just been going through your uh, biography. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, oh. <laughs> what yeah, are the odds? <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? I mean, really, Paul, because obviously you don't have to be a certain age to do an animation voice. It has nothing to do with what you look like. So it was uh, a, a real treat. And I never, I enjoyed it so much. I worked with such talented people. There are people in the animation world that can do anything with their voice but i mean you have the honor of you were the first person to breathe life through the character oh absolutely there were a couple stabs with one was an animation of some kind where they did use the character for one show and the other one was a uh or was that the same was a brady bunch cartoon or something like that anyway she had shown up before for like a brief thought you know but never had it it was never given the flesh, etc. that we gave it. Essentially, you're the Linda Carter of the animation world. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Only my job lasted 10 years and hers didn't. <laughs> I think it's I think it's easier to make an animation run last longer. Well, the children from a loved it. Standpoint. Yeah. Children loved it. Yeah. Still I mean, do. this I is love, still I do. I love the old Super Friends cartoons. Still do. And now they've put out the DVDs and and you know, they were they, they were they gave great moral lessons. Mhm. The bad guys were certainly punished or stopped, but never killed. You know, there was no brutality. And when there was, it was like mock brutality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the age of the pow, wham. and Yes. 
Yes, yeah. Which was, I mean, which was great. I mean, well, what, just... what better? It was, what better to give your children? I mean, my children were very young when I started doing this, that uh, role. They were uh, like two years old. And they were given Sesame Street and the Electric Company. I mean, there was some wonderful things on the air for children beginning in that time. And Sesame Street's still going strong. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now, you said the direction you were told to go was like, okay, just kind of, I don't want to say man up, but... Tough, toughen up. Know, toughen oh. up, go kick, you know, go kick some ass. Is there anything different you had to do to your voice to... Well, no, I certainly had to keep it full volumed and, and coming from the uh, diaphragm. Just that full, just ha. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there's no question that I fortunately was well trained in that arena and that was not an issue because many times since she has been done with much we'll call it lighter weight much more uh girly yeah and i you know i know some of these people i think they're wonderful i just don't agree with the interpretation of a superhero being girly fluffy fluffy <laughs> that that's it that's it fluffy much more, uh, maybe a little toward the sexy thing, and so things. When she moved towards yeah. more towards the uh, sex yeah. icon as opposed yes, to the yes, uh, yes, the iconic. Uh, yep. Was it Betty Page? We can do it. Uh, <laughs> it's just can, it's a different the, interpretation, and I like ours best. <laughs> well, and then reading through your biography. On you know the ever popular Wikipedia because why not? Oh, I could have sent it to you, honey. You just didn't. You didn't ask me. <laughs> well, I try to find whoever I can first, and then <laughs> if I can't find anything, then I'll ask. Well, that's a good idea. There was a comment that whoever put it together on there, and Wikipedia wasn't the first place I saw it, that fans of Wonder Woman and the early shows considered it an injustice that you were recast. Well, it was an injustice, sure. I say, yeah, I was going to get your, I wanted to get your yeah. take on that. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any question, even the cast members were just absolutely shocked. Was there any reasoning uh, behind it, real, or is it just... But, yes, there was. I mean, truthfully, there was. They changed directors, mm. and really, that's enough said. They changed Usually. directors. They, during my my ten year run, they had two different directors too, but I was not replaced. And then they changed them again, and that's when it all happened. But that the the real injustice was this: anybody can be replaced in a role. We never had contracts that were more for more than the season. It's just not the way it's done. It's not like you negotiate for, oh, give me five years, I'll do it for X amount of money. It's not doesn't work that way. So the injustice was I got a call one day from my agent who started stuttering or hesitating or hemming and hawing and said, I... Uh, you have a call to audition for the role of Wonder Woman at Hanna-Barbera. That was the injustice. It's like, wait, what do you mean I have a, I have a, That's I have what the I role? Said. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, oh, really? What is, what in the world is going on? What is that all about? And all they could say was, there's a new director and he wants to audition people. So I said, okay, well, the new director was not there that day for the audition but a woman i had known for years who was a very good director she was given the task let's say of handling this 
situation. So when I got up to the microphone and was given the copy, I simply said, how would you like me to do this role? Would you like me to do what I've been doing with it? Or do you have another way you'd like me to perform it? I said, we have made a few changes along the way occasionally, but not gross changes where the audience wouldn't know who she was. So do you have anything that you would like to see or hear in this case? Oh, no, 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 Shannon, you you go ahead and you just do what you think is right. And that was it. It was over. That's a shame. (laughs) That's the real world, Paul. Well, the fact that the director couldn't even face you. Well, that was so interesting. I found that really, I mean, I really did find that interesting. Probably had another gig that day. <laughs> See, at this point, I would just say he was afraid of you. Oh, what? what's the point? You know, those are things... <laughs> Those are things we, we will never know. And does it really matter in the scheme of things? Did I lose any sleep? Not nah. not an ounce. Not an ounce. You say, no, nah, you, you still get the uh, distinction of being... The original creator of Wonder Woman. That's yeah. right. That's right. You say, you still get that uh, notch that yeah. you, know, you, you were the first yeah. voice that anybody ever got to put to the character. Yeah, and the series lasted longer than any other attempts. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it ran nice. forever. It's nice. Ten years it ran. The, the only one that came closer, that, that closer, I apologize, came even <laughs> close, uh, was in the 90s when uh, Susan Eisenberg was voicing her. I love Susan. She and I know each other. She's actually been to my home. Very sweet gal. Uh, we've actually been on comic conventions sitting next to each other at different tables. Yes, she she's very good. It's a different interpretation than mine, but so what? I say, but she's still that powerful. Yes, she she's powerful and flirty. She that, yes yes in that version, it's walks had, that line yeah, right down the yes, middle. That's right. So you know, I can you know, still be strong, but I'm going to flirt with Batman a little bit while we're right. while I'm at it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we left the flirting out of my interpretation. I wanted to ask, what was Surge of Power and Surge of Dawn? You played Mavis. Surge of Power still is. It's not what was. Oh. (laughs) That's right. It was Surge of Dawn was, Surge of Power is. Surge of Power actually had two films, and it's all about a gay superhero. Surge is, is the guy's name, the superhero's name, excuse me. And I don't play Wonder Woman. I play his artificial intelligence in it uh, and uh, made two of them for him. And I understand there's a third in the works. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a creature all of its own. And uh, Vince, the director producer is a lovely man. And he uses all kinds of people who have some name recognition in his films. I've got to find this. Yeah, you would get a kick out of it. It's campy. Of course it's campy, naturally. But it's, <laughs> it's a life, it has a life of its own and it's developing an, an amazing following. What can I say? Uh, well, you, like, I was reading a little bit of the description of it. It's like, and you're right. It sounds phenomenal. I'm just like, I can't find it. Oh, yeah. You, you can find it. I can send it to you. But it's a, um, he uses, whew, I don't know, 30, 40, Cameo people in it. I just happen to be one of the lucky ones that have a bigger role. Oh wow! But 
but uh, it's just what's it, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek? She's one of the big um, people. I mean, it just goes on and on. I wouldn't know where to start or where to leave off. So it's a fanboy's dream, is what you're saying? It really is. If if you go to a, uh, you could probably go to surgeofpower.com and then find all the links that are related to that. I write that down. Surgeofpower.com. And I'm going to add that in the. Uh, and you would love talking to Vince, Vincent Roth, the director who plays Serge. He's a kick. You can reach out to him. Yeah. I can let you let me know if you want to do that, and I'll connect the two of you. Actually, after we're done recording, I, I will talk to you more about that. <laughs> okay. You got it. You got it. Do you have any uh, upcoming product products? Good Lord. <laughs> I don't. I have an ongoing YouTube channel when I'm in the mood to do a video. But uh, I haven't been in the mood for several months. And then, of course, when this crazy world got hit with uh, crazy things, I didn't think it was an appropriate time to do something light and fluffy. So I haven't been on now since, uh, when did I do my last one? Uh, I don't know. But I have about 20 or so videos up on a YouTube channel called Shannon Farnan, Wonder Woman of all things. And in the playlist called Shannon Shares, I just do a video, you know, the time's not critical, it's never terribly long, usually in the range of four to five minutes, and I talk about whatever suits me at the time. If I think something is funny, or if I think there's an interesting thing, or if I have an area of expertise that people wouldn't expect, you know, I'll I'll just uh, do a video on it. That's awesome. We have to check so those out, too. You can check those out. You can subscribe to me and be notified when I do another one. And I will add all of these links in my episode description so my listeners can okay. do the same. Okay. Say, normally, I, I talk a little bit clearer, but it's rare that I, I get to interview such, you know... <laughs> such a superhero. <laughs> well, a superhero and somebody <laughs> of such an iconic stature. I mean... Oh, that's really sweet. I appreciate it. I mean, th th this truly was an honor to have you on the show. Oh, Paul, that's very sweet to say. It was a pleasure talking with you. So fans of yours can find you on YouTube? Yes, they can. And in, and, and in a Power of Surge film the next time and we Power do of one. Surge, yep. <laughs> yeah. And they can find me cleaning out my kitchen cabinets. <laughs> And you guys can find me on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. And I think that's going to do it for us this episode. Okay. Well, I only ha I only have one thing to say. Go ahead. Great Hera. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the episode. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And you have a great day and a healthy season. And let's get back out there and fight the good fight. And from all of us here at Bullspit with Moose, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. And if you didn't hear it here, it's probably just a load of Bullspit. <laughs> Until next time, folks. ooh that sure was some Bullspit. But I sure had fun. Junior, you need some help. Be sure to tune in next time. You're very comfortable doing this. It was it was nice doing it with you. Thank you.